What's up and welcome into the lead block. I'm a little loud, I think. I think I came in hot. That's all right. It's it's Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. Uh, we're starting Friday off exciting because I'm yelling at you already. Um, it's Friday for you. It's Thursday night for us. The strangest set of recording circumstances we've ever had. As you know, if you've been listening this week, producer Brendan is out for this week. He's down at the Players uh, Golf Tournament in Point of Vedra Beach doing whatever. I mean, the kid is just killing it right now. Some caddy gave him a free rangefinder yesterday. He's getting free stuff. He's living the life. I mean, his best life. Yeah, he's out, you know, in the afternoons chipping on some plush greens in Florida and we're sitting in a in a dingy studio in uh in Columbia, which is which is fine. I mean, I love doing this, but I got to say I'm a little jealous of producer Brendan right now. <laughs> anyway, he's out. I've been taking his spot. He's still editing for us. I've taken his spot behind the computer, behind the board this week. Um, not the best with that stuff, but not as good as him. I, I, I can figure it out long enough for us to record. Uh, so I have producer Brendan is the only one that has access to the studio of the three of us, me, me and Matthew, that other voice you heard, by the way, Matthew Anderson. My name's Tyler Walters. Um, producer Brendan gave me his access card for the week while he's gone so we can get in, record, and send him the audio file. He edits it, throws it up for us, and uh, that's how you're able to listen. Well, clocking in today, doors are locked. As you know, and if you haven't heard yet, well, I guess you might not know, um, South Carolina has extended their spring break. They're on spring break right now. You definitely know that because we've said that like 15 times this, on this pod. But um, they've extended their spring break through next week. And they're going to online classes through the end of March, I think, right? Yeah, uh, I think April 4th is when we'll return. And it's crazy because the U.S. seems like the first school that was doing that as far as extending in the online in classes the South, and least, stuff. Yeah. yeah, and so it's kind of like, what is USC doing? As, mother, as a matter of fact, a lot of students go to other schools kind of looking at me like, what do y'all got going on over there at USC? Because like, other kids from like North Carolina like, we're at risk too. Yeah, well, they make that decision. Um, we'll get more into some of that decision later. Uh, but they, uh, so everything's shut down. Campus is a ghost town, which during spring break it is anyway, but it's 10 times. It's, it's tenfold right now. No one's out and had a great, great parking spot today. Um, which is nice, but we, uh, so I got walk in doors locked, can't get in like what or so. Oh no, before that. So the door I normally walk in. The middle, there's three sets of doors, or there are three doors, they're side by side by side. Um, open the middle one, doesn't open. Open the one to the right of it, it opens. So whatever. Walk up to the uh, to the third floor of Glory's Russell House Student Union, um, and there's a lobby as soon as you, there's a set of doors, and there's a lobby as soon as you get to the top of this set of stairs. Go to open those doors, locked. Hmm. It's like, all right, here we go. Walk back down. I was like, "All right, there's an elevator that'll take me up right next to the to the studio, and I can just get in from there with Brendan's key card." Uh, walk downstairs. I see Matthew. I'm like, "Dude, we might have to cancel the show. I don't know if we can get in Russell." Try to get in to uh, the bottom of Russell. There's some custodians. They're just kind of chilling. They're looking at us like, "What are these kids doing?" They definitely have contracted the coronavirus. We're not letting <laughs> them in. Like, don't want to have contact with them. Anyway, uh, a nice nice young man finally comes out. It's like, all right, like, he, we tell him what we're trying to do. It's like, we're just trying to get to the radio studio, record, you know, let the people know what's up on the lead block Friday. And uh, he's like, okay, cool, like, go outside, go back through the, the way you came in, I'll go up through the inside, I'll unlock the door for you that you couldn't open, 
and I'm going to follow you as long as your key card works to allow you in the studio. You can come in, um, and as, and if not, like I'm going to have to ask you to leave. I was like, cool, man. Thanks. Thank you so much. Because other than that, you would have you, you know you would have hurt the tens and thousands of people that listen to Lee Block every Friday, mm-hmm. and uh, that would hurt. That would hurt for the for the Lee Blockers out there. That's to, that's tough. Not to mention my pockets, because I don't hardly I hardly have any gas there already as is, and then coming here and then nothing. The next episode, we, I would have been very highly upset. Yeah, and so we're gonna we'll start right there. When you said that, we'll get, do a little do a little uh, I guess a little show notes maybe. Uh, so, I mean, you, the listener, you're in on this just as much as we are, so we'll, we'll have the open discussion right here on air. We don't know what we're going to do forward, um, going forward with this coronavirus. I mean, we're going to talk about all this stuff coming in today and kind of the timeline of things, but as you well know now, everything's shutting down. Like, you're not going to be able to leave your house soon, uh, and we do a sports show, and if there's no sports to talk about, what are we going to talk about? Now, we'll still do at least one episode a week. Why is everyone's phone going off today? Hey, we're so busy. The hotlines are open, folks. I'm All right. Uh, well, we're not editing that out. Sorry, people. Uh, my phone ringing in there. I had to pause for a minute. Your boy might have just landed the job. So. Oh, it's not. We're at Tell Well, that's good. We'll, we're we're going to keep it under wraps now. I got I got a final interview set up tomorrow. Things are looking good. All right. <laughs> let's, just, don't, let's not get ahead of ourselves. I'm, I'm pretty pretty hyped up about it. Trying not to freak out about it. Um. I'll turn my phone off for the remainder of the show. But, yeah, it's, it's uh, so, so sorry about that, but be pumped for your boy. You can say what's up. You can say congrats on Twitter, you know. Um, maybe some of you some of you uh, former uh, guests want to toss a retweet, whatever, when I tweet out, like, yeah, I got the sick job. That would be that would be sick. Wouldn't hate that. The lead block would appreciate it. Yeah, the lead block would appreciate it. I'm just kidding. You don't have to do that. Um, anyway, so like I was saying, we're, we're, we're you know, you, the listener, you're just as much part of this as we are. We don't know what we're going to do going forward. Going to have at least one show a week. That I can promise you, because me and Matthew have a really good time doing this. Uh, Brendan's in here every week with us. I mean, Brendan's here. I'm here. Usually, Brendan's out this week um, because of the players. Um, but he'll be back, and, and we want to talk about his whole experience at the players. So we're thinking... So that's probably a good idea for that one. Yeah, he, he Brendan's. We want I want to Brendan to tell you everything. He's having the best time. Like he's shaking hands with players. He's telling Jordan Spieth like, "What's up? Good luck." Talk talk to Tony Finau the other day. Tony Finau, uh, who's had a pretty good last couple of years. Rolled his ankle last year at the um, the par three contest in the Masters on Wednesday, and then wasn't able to play the rest of the week. Uh, or he did play the rest of the week. Did he? I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm getting old. Um, yeah, I think he did. I think he had a pretty good Sunday. I don't know. I don't remember. Whatever. Uh, yeah, talk to talk to Tony Finau. Tony Finau told him he liked the uh, like Brendan's cock belt, his game cock belt he's wearing the other day. So, shout out to all you Gamecock fans. You got a guy in Tony Finau on your side. So if you don't get it, you don't watch golf much. Tony Finau's Tony Finau is your guy now. Uh, and don't don't worry, Tony Finau is like good, and he hasn't won anything big yet. So if you're looking to jump on somebody's train and and golf, Tony Finau. He's also a Nike guy, and he's a huge Kobe guy. His putter is um, his putter cover. Uh, is covered with the number 8 and 24. I think all the 8s are in yellow and all the 24s are in purple. Yeah, like a custom design. Yeah, so Brennan's killing it. He's, he's living life. But as far as the lead box, some, it is almost certain some things will change going forward. So I would say look for an episode around Tuesday and not Monday. 
Um, Brennan's coming back Sunday night, and there's no point in us really recording Sunday night and dropping on a Monday if we won't see you again for a whole week. We'd rather drop on a Tuesday. That way you have all week to listen to us while you're driving to and from work, whatever, and you can just kind of pause, catch up, however you need to do it, however you normally do it. All of that being said, go follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at the lead underscore block, and we will update you there. Make sure you're following Matthew at Matthew Chosen One with the number one and myself at Tyler Walter CNR. I think that's all the inside show stuff we have. This has been one hell of a start to this is we've never started an episode like this. Yeah. Give me the full one of what's going on in yeah. the studio. I I mean I like it. I I like being open. I'm a, I'm an, I'm a pretty open guy. You ask me how I feel, I'll 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 tell you. So uh with that, I had I so um as you just heard, I took a phone call for a potential job. I had this interview this morning, Thursday morning. So I wrote our rundown, and we were originally supposed to record right after my interview today. Things got pushed back. I was, uh, Matthew had physical therapy that he'd forgotten about, and I had something else. I was still at the interview. Um, so we are now recording at night. And I wrote this rundown Wednesday night before things jumped off the rails. <laughs> I wrote it at Wednesday, Wednesday evening, let's say, about 6 o'clock. And then I'm sitting in bed in the NBA. I see Wojbomb. NBA, boom, suspended for the season, coronavirus. Uh, then the next things I'm seeing are like, in, in my Twitter from March, I'd say end of February, well, beginning of February through October, and the first week of November is nothing but baseball. I follow, like, most of the majority of my Twitter follows, I would say probably, uh, well, they're the majority group of my Twitter followers. I would say probably 40% of the people I follow on Twitter are baseball reporters, uh, baseball bloggers, baseball players, baseball coaches, anyone who has anything to people who talk about baseball for a living, like whatever you can do in the world of baseball, I follow you, especially if you have to do something to do with the Red Sox. There's a lot of guys I don't follow just because I don't read them as much. Um, but yeah, so I get, my Twitter feed is baseball for those nine months or whatever, February to November. So, however, do the math. Um, and I start seeing, like, crazy MLB strongly considering this. Like, just wait. Like, an announcement's coming. Well, that announcement came today, Thursday. Yesterday, as you're listening to this, MLB suspended spring training, which is fine. Who cares? Guys will go train in their own camp. I don't really care. The only thing it's good for is the pitchers anyway, and they can throw sim games now. Like, they'll find ways around that. Uh, the only thing to worry about for pitchers is – they don't see different batters or not as many as they would see if they were facing actual players. Uh, good thing for a few teams. Red Sox, Chris Sale has already been pushed back. His his first start of the season has already been pushed back a couple weeks because of some injuries. Um, well, now, you know, not knowing how long this delay is going to happen, he could end up um, starting actually pitching opening day this year in this weird scenario. It might not be until August, but... Uh, he might pitch, and then the Yankees. You're gonna, you're a lot of your roster. You're gonna miss for opening day is gonna be back, and that's the case around the league in a lot of places. And then today, we, uh, well, I guess how it all started was so Serie A. We talked about this. Um, Italy's soccer league, they decided they were gonna suspend their season first, and then the Champions League games, which is like a lot of. Countries, countries from all over Europe. They were being played Tuesday, Wednesday. I, I watched all them. None of those got suspended. They have fans in the stadium too. Um, PSG didn't. That's in, that's in France. Their game they did not. But the game in, I watched in um, in Spain did did have fans in the stadium. And I'm, I'm like, 
Alright, so this is... This is... They're, they're doing this. This is a good sign. Like, UEFA are continuing. Champions League will be okay. Then the NBA thing happens. And then today, Thursday, the worst thing that could have happened, happened. We're talking about the conference champions and then the we're talking March about, Madness. We're talking about March Madness. March Madness is officially dead. That, that is crazy because you have this, some guys whose team finally made it. Made, I don't know exactly the schools, but it's like you're, you're definitely going to be a Cinderella school. You've been dreaming of this your whole life. You're a senior maybe at whatever university, and then it's like now it's canceled. They're, not only that, all baseball spring and winter championships, or not baseball, jeez, why did I say baseball? I'm thinking about baseball's the point I'm getting to. Um, it all comes back to baseball for me. All NCAA spring and winter championships have been canceled until further notice by the NCAA, um, which the college, college, hopefully this is not still going on the college football playoff. College football playoff is not an NCAA championship, by the way, so you're good there. there. But I, I don't think that will – I'm hoping at that point we will be done with the coronavirus. It will be dead. Some scientists will kill it. Uh, I hear that's a possible cure at the University of Tennessee, so just like in everything else in life, um, this is God's conference. The, the SEC out there doing it big. We're curing the world. Hopefully that happens. Tennessee, I know you got bashed the other week on the lead block by Cedric Malone, which was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Cedric holds no bars when he's talking about Tennessee guys. Um, we, need you, we need y'all to come through. Yeah, congrats, dude. Congrats, Tennessee. You know what, Tennessee fans? This is the first time you've done anything relevant. Your, any Anything your school has done that's relevant in the past, whew, Decade? I guess your basketball team last year was pretty good, but, I mean, South Carolina had a more successful basketball team two years prior, so, like, what are you... Like, you're not really hanging any banners in Knoxville. Um, speaking of South Carolina, this is what hurts the most. These women here are seemingly on their road to another national championship, um, and it would I would think it would come down between them and Oregon, uh, and... They are getting denied of the opportunity to play for it, and those are the people I feel bad for. It sucks for us as fans. It really sucks because I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with my life for the next few weeks. I mean, I guess if I get this job, I'll start working, and I won't have to worry about um, missing any games. But this is, like, it's so bad for the athletes. These kids put in so much work. You You play to win the game. Her medals. And the game is over. (laughs) The game is over. They just killed the game. So now you played an entire season of t-ball, basically, and you get your participation trophy, and you got to go home, and no one wants that. That's what happens, like, in the real world when you hand out participation trophies. It's not special. Like, you don't want it. Like, it's like, congrats, you all played. Uh, These these women here, you know, at South Carolina, these women at Oregon, women at Baylor, Mississippi State, State, Notre Dame, UConn, whatever, name your school. Um, and the men across the country, too, are getting denied of an opportunity to play for a national championship, something they've dreamed of as, as a kid. And, you know, put it however you want to put it. If you don't care, if you don't feel bad for these athletes, whatever, like, that's cool. That's, you know, that's your opinion. But if you do care, like, you got to feel bad for these kids. Like, they put in so much work. And to watch your dreams die because of something no one can control is just, it's heartbreaking. It it's really like, is. It's like when I first heard it, I was like, okay, it's going to be something that's going to come through, uh, speaking of the virus. And it's like now we see the impact it has had, and it's like this is drastic. 
and all these sports. Cause like, I don't think we've ever seen anything this serious. I remember swine flu was a thing. But to the point where Not like this, dude. Yeah, I was about to say, but to the point where you're canceling a lot of these events and championships, things that are like big money makers, like March Madness, it's like it must be really bad. I saw uh, Mark Cuban was talking a lot about it yesterday as well. Yeah, I saw um, there's a viral, uh, semi-viral video. I hate using the term viral video because people say viral video about something that has 30,000 views. To me, that's not viral. That's like one one billionth of the Especially internet. nowadays. You got to give me at least. People, yeah, are hitting 100,000. You got to give me a million views for it to be considered like viral, viral. Verified. Um, yeah, verified viral. We need a white check mark for viral on our blue check mark. I use Twitter, uh, dark Twitter, so it's white check marks on my screen. But um, for for viral videos, but there's a there's a video of Mark Cuban going around of when he got the text and his mouth just drops. It's like yeah. right before the Mavs game. He goes over and talks to the refs. I think they ended up canceling that game, right? Suspending it, whatever. Right. I don't know what happened. The whole thing is they did start. Yeah. Um, so that that sucks. Uh, Luka Doncic had some tweet today. <laughs> I'll have to pull that up. It made no sense. Luka's Eastern European, but he seems to speak, like, decent English, right? Every time I hear him talk. I saw Luka post some pair of Jordans that the uh, Air Jordan people sent him, and those things were insane. I, oh, I, I meant to bring that up the other day. Those yeah, like things you got are so nice. I was like, oh, my. I'm not, are you a sneaker guy? I like looking at them, can't ever afford See, that's, what, that's the vibe I get from you. I get from you that you're, like, okay with them, but, like, that's just not something you're going to spend your money on. For me, yeah. I've never, like... Shoes just don't do it for me. I mean, look at these shoes I'm wearing, dude. Like those are <laughs> those are beat up as can be. Like it gets expensive, man. You buy four pairs of certain pair of shoes, you got a thousand dollars. A lot of that's not very financially literate. But, hey, teach his own. I'm not judging anybody on this. Oh no, shoes. like if you have the money, or like if Jordan's is like what you like collecting. Like I, I mean, I'll buy back baseball cards still at Target if I if I happen to I see them and I'm in the right mood. On those too, yeah. Yeah, so I'm not going to hate on you for buying what you like, but I'm just not a sneakers guy. But though I did see, though, if you can make me stop and say, I'm usually the bar for most things, right? Yeah. I'm the bar for if a celebrity is a celebrity who's excluded from sports. If a celebrity is a celebrity, if some, if you are a random person on the street and you ask me, hey, is this is X person a celebrity? I don't know them. They are not. Um, and if I do know them, or I wouldn't say if I don't know them, they are not. I would say if I do know them, they are, yeah, they're verified because I don't yeah. really keep up with the entertainment world. But in the same, it's the same thing with shoes. Like, if it's a pair of shoes, I'm like, oh, that's pretty, that's pretty good. Like, they've got to be pretty nice. Or you go the other route and say, all right, this kid, this like this white kid, like basic kid wearing Sperry's all the time, it's like beat up Sperry's at that. <laughs> like one pair of Nikes. Like this is not the kid you want like in your shoes. But um, those were nice ones. So yeah, I, I think your opinion uh, speaks louder because you you do find some some enjoy Brennan 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 likes Jordan. So uh, all right, here's Dunch's tweet. 2020 is being very bad year. Stay safe, folks. <laughs> I mean, I, that's pretty good. It cracks me up when um when you get like broken English and and some big athlete that like people seem to love like uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic is one. He's a soccer player. He played it uh, most recently. Well, he's playing in Milan now, uh, right? Is it Milan? Yeah, it's Milan. Yeah. Over in Italy, and he was playing for the LA Galaxy. Um, he speaks in broken English, and it's hilarious. He also speaks in the third person. He's a huge asshole. But I love him because he just owns it. He's like he calls himself God, which is just hilarious. Like I love seeing people with big egos, just have big egos. Yeah. And that that's that kind of cracks me up to people when people are just like, yeah, like I got a big ego. Like so what? Like I'm sick at soccer. Like I make a lot of money. What like, you gonna I say? I do a me? lot of things. Like there's nothing you can say to me that's gonna make me feel bad about myself. And like I'm just better than you. <laughs> and I, like you gotta respect honesty, genuineness, um, transparency. But. We'll go back to, to what we were going to talk about today. I'm just so sad, man. 
NCAA basketball tournaments, I had it written down. Like UNC came out strong against Virginia Tech. Um, I don't even know if they beat Syracuse last night because I was so distraught. Uh, Clemson had a pretty good win against Miami, which they took to the wire. Uh, Miami did. They won by five points. South Carolina's not going to get to play in the SEC tournament. That's tough. Frank Martin was on SEC Network earlier speaking about it, and he was like, look, man, it's life. It comes before sports. Yeah, I get that, Coach. Like, good answer. Like, that's the kind of guy Coach is. Like, that's exactly the answer I expect him to give. There's a lot of coaches who are saying this is BS. Like, my guys work their asses off all year, and now they can't play. My perfect scenario, you, my perfect scenario to make this thing actually work would be somehow, however you got to do this, test every player, get them to – so cut the field from 64, right? Cut it to 32 teams. Um, and, and get – and some people are going to be pissed off about that, right? Just, just do a weird one-off, just give me a tournament the top 32 teams in the AP poll are in. And if you won your conference tournament, you're in. So start moving from 32 out, right? If you're the 32nd team in and you didn't win your conference tournament, you're out. Like those those kind of things. Get those conference tournaments in. And that might just be all the conference. There's probably, what, 15 conferences in basketball? I don't know. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of them. Uh, get those teams in, 32, host them at regional sites, have their hotel right next to the arena, and this is complete hypothetical. This may not work. Test them before they get there. Test them before they walk into the hotels. Uh, everyone on the team, everyone on both teams, have them stay on the same floor. Have no one from the outside interact with them. Keep them semi-quarantined, so to speak, to the arena like on their buses that are wiped down. Test them at the arena again, I guess, game day. Um, play the games. At the arena, you hold, you keep all these games. Like you have four spots in the country, get it down to four teams, get it down to your final four, and then just just being as safe as you can and keeping people as quarantined as you can. No fans, obviously, no fans, no fans. I just yeah. want to see the basketball being played. Um, that way, you only need you you only need about eight broadcasting crews. So you had two for each site, so you can just bounce back and forth, so guys can get a break. You can still make that happen. I think but it would be a hell of a lot of work. Um, but I think there's plenty of people that would be willing to work for that. Yeah, definitely. And then you take the Final Four, stick them in Atlanta, do the same thing, just do a lot of testing, make sure you're super safe, keep them pretty much quarantined until they have them play. Only problem, like, the only problem with that, I think, is, I mean, there's probably a few logistical problems. Only problem, I think, with that is you're kind of treating players like they're robots and, like, they're just, like, you, like they're just pieces of, like, entertainment. And then you're yeah. not treating them like a human. And then also, if like with if the guy isn't, let's say he has it, but well, like it's kind of developing in his system, and it takes four. I know it takes fourteen days for you sometimes for you to see the symptoms. So it's like you might kind of expose them to that real quickly. Yeah, it's it's it would be a tough scenario. Like I think something like that could work in a hypothetical world, but it's not going to. It doesn't matter. Um, I would try to suggest that if I was someone up in this in this world. Uh, if I was Mark Emmert or Mike Emmert or but it's, I don't know what the hell his name is. It's just so crazy because it's like so many people look forward to it and it's like this does not happen. And it, it, sucks, it just goes to show you how big so deal sports are in uh, this country, you know, around it the is. world. It's like, no, 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 this is the one place we go and we uh, cheer for our team. We can't do that. And so now you got to watch reality TV or whatever else you want to do. Yeah, you're watching, that. you know, Real Housewives, like, of you know, Orange County or whatever. Yeah, else yeah, yeah. I'm going to check some of those out. Growing up Hollywood, shout out. You know. I'm going <laughs> to <laughs> I'm gonna check out some of those and some other shows I've been putting off. Some documentaries. You might talk about some documentaries as well. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll do that. Um, we, I mean, me and Brendan are running out of episodes of Shark Tank to watch, so 
Like, I don't know. We're going to have to find something else. It's, Cuban, we need more. It's tough. Yeah, Cubes is going to have to get back in the tank. Um, it, it's, it sucks. It sucks. But the, the thing, <laughs> March Madness hurts a lot because I've been looking so forward to next Thursday and Friday. So forward to just seeing so much basketball. Even like, like places like Buffalo Wild Wings, Wild Wings Cafe, they they make a lot of money. They prepare for this time, especially this, I imagine Buffalo Wild Wings. This is massive, massive days of the year for all of these places. You think about all the the staff and like at the, at the base go. You think about all the staff they're going to use in the Final Four that they've hired or whatever, and these people think they have a job in two weeks, like a temp job, right? But they'll probably make like a thousand bucks in that week. Like that thousand dollars is gone. Yeah. They don't have that anymore because they're not needed. And, and it's tough. Like, I don't even know if $1,000. Maybe not even that much. You're probably not paying those people much, which sucks for them. But you do get to be a part of the Final Four, so there's your trade-off. Yeah. Um, and, like, all of those little things, like, the, this is this sucks that it's happening because it's affecting so much more. Like, I'm pissed because it's taking my sports, but it's actually, like, I, I don't feel bad. Like, I'm, like, I'm not going to be pissy t- too much about it because this is really affecting people's lives and, like, if they're getting paid or not, and that that sucks to see, like, you know, we got enough turmoil in the world, and now out on top of it, you've got a pandemic. I mean, this is like the game you play on your phone. It's called Plague or something where you try to kill the world. Like, that's coronavirus. I it's feel like real. someone's just tapping a button somewhere right now, and they're getting, you know, through. They're upgrading <laughs> their genetic code through that through the game, and, and they're playing with us. And it sucks, and it's taking everything we love away. Um, but here's some things we do love. We love college football, and we love good college football stories, and we got a few of them. So, here we go. We're going to start with this. Uh, well, Wednesday night, I guess Michigan was the first school to announce anything. Michigan immediately canceled their spring game due to the coronavirus. Yeah, That's I saw the cool. Ohio State did it too, right? I, at the time I saw it, it was just Michigan. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I imagine this is going to follow suit everywhere. Um, and they might just, you know, the school might just broadcast it. Like, why not, like? Throwing it, you don't really need ESPN to come there unless they want to come there and run their crew. But you have, you all have social media teams. They can, they can work a regular like news, like TV camera for the most part. Like it's not gonna be the best podcast in the world. Get them to work it so fans can watch it on their TV, stream it somewhere. That that would be a cool move. I was wondering where, or uh, whenever these spring breaks are spring. over, it's like are they gonna continue that spring practice or? Because I think it looks kind of crazy. Uh, okay, so it says right here USC. Uh, has said that spring football won't be held next week. Because I was wondering, because it sounds kind of crazy to cancel March Madness, but have practices because the player aspect of it, the players will still be sweating on one another, just won't have fans. But USC yep. has already announced that they will not have spring football next week. Yeah, I would imagine that that's going to be the case. I mean, in Michigan was the first one to do it. Uh, Southern Cal announced that at the same time that they were going no fans until the end of March. Well, now you're probably not even going to be playing sports until the end of March. And then, here's a story I saw the other day. Nebraska put two football players on their roster for the big team tournament. By the way, they got crushed last night, I think, two, two nights ago. Uh, their quarterback, Noah uh, Vedral, whatever his name is, uh, who does actually get game time on football field. He had 418 yards in 2019. He's, he's played at least a couple games in the last each of the last three seasons. Um, and freshman offensive tackle, Brant Banks, who had no stats available, so I don't think he played at all last year. But they were playing against Minnesota Wednesday. They, they got smoked. Uh, but that was pretty funny. They just put two football players out in the basketball court, and they are like, yeah, you know what? We suck. We're terrible. Screw it. Like, we need two more guys. Let's get football players out here. They'll just beat everybody up, if nothing else. Yeah, if y'all willing to get out here, we could always use you. Hopefully you have some high school basketball experience. Yeah, well, I mean, to be a D1 athlete, like, 
He had a crazy talent in any way. Yeah. Like, you saw the video, like, the videos of, God, who Ruggs. was it that came out? Henry Ruggs came out a couple of weeks. I, I want to say, um, geez, I'm thinking about someone else. I, I don't remember. But, uh, oh, was Henry Ruggs. Duh. That's exactly what I was thinking about. Uh, Derrick Henry came out not too long ago, too. Um, and, yeah, that that's, like, you see those guys. They're, like, freak, they're freak athletes. Like, if you're getting recruited to play a D1 sport, odds are you could probably play any of the other sports at least at a D2 level. Yeah. So, like, you're just a freak of nature, like a gift, gift from God or from whoever to uh, to be able to play sports, you know, at the D1 level, um, especially big-time football. Nebraska also announced this this week. So they're helping players build their personal brands, I guess. Here's, here's what I got from an ESPN article. Here we go. Uh, Nebraska announced Tuesday it will provide all of its student-athletes with a first-ever program designed to help student-athletes build their individual brands through social media and the digital space. In conjunction with athlete-driven marketing platform Opendoors, Nebraska will offer the Ready Now program to maximize the value of each student-athlete's brand and help guide the athlete through executing a social media strategy. We'll start with you, Matthew. What do you think of this? That's interesting, especially with the new NCAA thing that came out. What did the thing that the governor of California signed off on? The 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 the, the bill. The name and likeness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and one of the best ways to get your likeness out, especially for athletes, is via social media. So, I think it's a really good idea. It's interesting that you're going down this because now you're going to start seeing guys use marketing. You might even see some guys with, like, sponsored messages and things of that nature because once they can start getting paid for their likeness, uh, it really obviously will impact the NCAA as a, as a whole. I'm sure players are going to love it because a lot of these players are kind of branding themselves already. Deshaun yeah. Watson was on this thing a long time ago. I remember he was adding Gatorade, like, hey, Gatorade, give me the check. And it was, like, his freshman, sophomore year at Clemson. So Clemson as a whole university was ahead of the game, a lot of the social media stuff. But it's like these players are kind of taking it back, like taking back their power a little bit. It's like, okay, we're going to get started with this. And then when that, once we can start getting paid for, like, the uh, – Maybe work with a grocery store or something like that, uh, you know, for, like, branding purposes. You can kind of throw that on social media. And now you're starting to build your brand before you even hit the professional. All right, we're going to put a pen in this. I've got some Clemson hate dispute today because you just brought up something. Uh, we'll put a pen in that for a second. We'll get right to it after I, I, I talk about this for a second. I I was weirded out. I didn't know what to think of this when I saw it. I'm like, what are they doing? All right, Nebraska, like, stinks. Like, they got Scott Frost. They thought it was going to work a lot faster than it has. Like, it's UCF working somewhere. Right? Like, yep. Um, graduated or, or was an alumni or is an alumni of Nebraska as an alum. Um, and, like, you get him, you think it's going to work great, right? He has the fake national title down at UCF. You have, like, Bortles, blah, 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 whatever. The guy won a bunch of games on there. Hasn't killed it. So you have two average and mediocre seasons, uh, average or mediocre seasons, I guess. It can't be average too mediocre considering they're very similar. Um, tripping over myself a lot today. But, now you're making, like, I, I just don't get it. It's weird to me. I, I'm not sure, like, how this is going to go. And my my question to Nebraska would be, is this something that is going to be offered to student-athletes? Or is it something that's going to be required of student-athletes? Because if it's something required, you cause a problem. Um, if it's something that's offered you have different problems, but I don't think it's serious problems. Because I think a lot of guys on the football team, as you know, there's well over 100 guys on the football team, right? Each of these universities. I would think most of those guys eh, probably don't care. 
Like, they're probably not going to go to whatever program they're going to have to build their promotional brands. Also, isn't this called just a marketing class? Like, <laughs> can't you just all enroll them in, like, marketing 101 and, like, you figure it out? Why, why don't they just, why are they building a program for this? It sounds like, like they're... It's, they're taking it to the next step, which is cool, whatever. You know, they're trying to educate people. But, like, this is how to be, I took this as, like, how to, you know, put as much out about you as you can. Oh, yeah, it's definitely moving to, instead of the team-centric, it's going to be much more individual-based. It's like you're building your own brand, which a lot of times you do in pro See, I do, I, I, I do and I don't like that. I trip up over this philosophical thing every, every, a lot, a lot, a lot. Because in basketball, guys are supposed to be themselves, yeah. right? You can see them. You're close to them when you go to a basketball game, right? If you sit, you know, even if you sit 20 and throw back, you're closer to, at a Laker game, you're closer to LeBron James than you would be if you went to the Rams game on Sunday and you sat front row and you and Jared Goff is further away from you than LeBron was Wednesday night at the Laker game. Like, it, it's, basketball is inherently like a close, like, personal relationship kind of sport. Like, you know the player, you can see him, you can reach out and touch him. Like, he's not wearing a lot of, like, gear or anything. He's just got on a jersey and some shorts and some shoes and maybe a headband, right? Um, and if you wear a headband, it's something even more to recognize you by because you're one of the few guys who do it. Um, you can see people, and that has something to do with it, uh, right? Baseball should be that way, but they're kind of dumb and beyond the, behind the times. Um, football, like, you're wearing pads, you can't see people's faces. And there is something to be said for that. And I kind of always liked that about football was that because you can't see a player's face it, and there's 11 guys on the field instead of five guys on the court, you it's so much more of a team sport. And this is the problem I have with likeness too, or making money off your image, name, and likeness, is it's going to cause division between your team like crazy, right? Your offensive tackle is not going to get paid as much as your quarterback will for, for whatever. If they're both selling tires at a tire company with their face on the tires, like you can go <laughs> out tomorrow and buy a set of Ryan Olitsky tires that say number three all over them. Your your offensive tackles that say number 60 are not going to sell like Ryan Olitsky's are. That's that's just the that's just how it goes, right? Um, unless you put Donald Staley's face on some tires, I would at least have him. You'd also have to throw some fish on there because that kid loves to fish. Right. Um, but like those, I think you're going to create those types of issues, and you are expediting it if you're Nebraska. If you're a player, I I don't know where this appeals to you, right? Because building a personal brand, if you're good at football and you believe in yourself, I would much rather go to Oklahoma and beat out whoever's on that roster, the name will follow. Yeah. I don't need to build a brand and be average at football. I need to be good at football and my brand will follow. And you can do that kind of thing once you get to the NFL and you have made it and you are now there are still standout, standout athletes in college, right? When you get to the NFL, the, the playing field is much more level, right? And you have to do things to set yourself apart outside of football. Uh, Pat McAfee, for example. Dude was crazy. He's, he's just a punter. Dude was crazy, like, good with social media, like, knew how to connect with people, like, responded to people, talked to people, got well over a million followers now, has a, his own media company, works for ESPN, like, does all of that stuff. Um, works for ESPN in the way he wants to work for ESPN. Like, he's a contractor. Like, he only does the stuff he wants to. Does stuff at WWE. Like, he does everything he kind of wants to because he built himself this brand outside of the NFL football. But he couldn't have done that in college. Yeah. Right? And if he was bad at football or average at football, 
he would not have had the platform to build this brand, and, and I think the brand follows the football. Uh, so for me, it's just something I would have in my program if I'm Will Muschamp, if I'm Dabo Sweeney, if I'm Nick Saban, whoever. No. It, no, it's just not. Um, is it something I would be unhappy about if one of my players said, hey, coach, like I'm going to go take this marketing class. They're teaching me how to do this. No, absolutely not. Like, good for you, dude. Like, you want to do that? Go do that. Good for you. Make sure when you're on my field, my team comes first. I think when you implement programs like this and make it that, like, hey, come do this, um, you're going to create division at some point, and, and that's the thing I worry about for Nebraska football players. Not that it matters whether they're divided or not. If there are 11 individuals on the field or all 11 people working as one unit, they're still going to have best go 6-6 six and six this year. 6-6, six and six. so no one cares. I think what's going to end up happening is Nebraska is going to be using that on the recruiting show, and they're going to recruit athletes. There you go. And they'll be like, hey, I mean, you come here, we're going to help you build a brand. And then you'll probably sell them the dream before you get to the league. So by the time you get to the league, your likeness, your likeness will already be through the roof. Meanwhile, school is probably like the Alabama. Other different schools, depending on how the coaching philosophy is, it's kind of like less. You hit a common expression: "We'll play for the name of the jersey on the front instead of the name on the back." Yep. Well, this is kind of like flipping that. I kind of yeah, I like that mentality. I'm like I'm more. I think more old school from the coaching standpoint. Like Definitely. I stand for the uh, for the. You do play for the guy on the front, like not the guy on the back, right? We've we've given you. Yeah, you're good enough to get to this platform. Um, but you don't play for you, right? We'll bench you tomorrow, and we can go find 10 more guys like you. Uh, even if you're, say, let's just say you're Jordan Birch, right? There's no one else in the country quite like you last year, but we don't care. We'll sit you on the bench. Like, if you don't want to play for us, you want to play for you, dude. You go out there by yourself and see what you can do without the 10 other guys around you and your coaches trying to help you out. Like, you're, you're not going to do it. Um, I'm not saying that Jordan Birch is anyway selfish. I don't know the guy. I, don't, I wouldn't imagine he's like that. Um, excuse him as an example. But... Like, I think this is going to create some kind of division. We'll go back to this this Penn-Clemson this Clemson thing I penned. You said, uh, you said Clemson's first and kind of the social media thing. This is, this, this pisses me off every time I hear it. And I see it from Clemson fans constantly on Twitter. Like, oh, we started social media, like, we did this, we started that. It's a common joke among a lot of the South Carolina fan accounts to tweet, like, oh, like, oh, we're Clemson. We started, uh, you know, we were the ones who started growing grass like we knew grass first and they they kind of mock it and make fun of it which is funny sometimes but it's kind of old and played out so we can quit that too if you're a carolina fan you nothing about clemson's football program is original like it, it's all just kind of like some weird like cult-like thing they've got going on up there and good for them don't claim to be original because you're not there are plenty of other social media spaces Ohio State is one of the best ones in the country that started and is bigger than Clemson's is right now. Uh, you want to look at engagement numbers. South Carolina has been number one for like the last three years as far as engagement numbers, and I think they're probably there. And I think they were around number 18 last time I checked in like actual total followings among all platforms. Clemson was number four, maybe, behind, I want to say, like Florida, Ohio State, maybe a Texas, and someone else in there. Um, engagement numbers are far higher with South Carolina's, which engagement numbers basically means like I don't just follow you I actually like your stuff like I'll click like I'll click retweet like I, I'm, I'm with you 
Yeah, um, I was about to say because Clemson got like nine hundred sixty-nine thousand. Clemson Ohio has a State's lot more followers. Eight hundred or three hundred eighty-four. And I think what was helping Clemson at that time too was they were high. They were very successful. People were getting to know the Hunter Renfro's and Deshaun Watson's. Yeah. And so it's like people are looking at it and they were like spilling. I honestly believe they were a little bit better back then than they are now. It seems like now they're kind of like chasing for this creativity thing. But back then it was just like boom, here goes another one. But see, like that's not even my problem. Like, I don't really care about the social media stuff. Whatever, like whatever you want to say. If you are a Clemson, and it's not Clemson themselves, it's Clemson fans, you are not original. Get it through your head. Go. I mean, we've talked about the all-in thing. Go go watch Cam Newton's year and Gene Chizik. They were doing all-in way before Clemson was, right? Don't claim to be original because you're not. Why don't you just say what you are, which is, yeah, we might not be the most original, but we're better at it than everyone else. Like, be that. You are better at it than everyone else right now. You've won two of the last four national championships. You have been in uh, three of the last four. Like, you've been in the college football playoff almost every year. You, you, wait, is it almost every year or every year? Uh, they haven't they, been in. I think they missed the first one, right? Yeah, because they weren't in the year whenever I think Ohio State Ohio won. Ohio State won, yeah, right that's now. right. Like, you, you are so much better than everyone else. Don't try to be original because, like, or don't claim to be original because you are not. But you are better, so just claim to be that. That, that just pisses me off. It gets under my skin so much. I don't know why I let it get under my skin. Uh, it just does. Like, it's like, oh, we're this, we're this, we're this. You're not. You're not. You're absolutely not. You were built on the backbone of New Spring Church, and that's my Clemson hate for the day. Uh, hopefully that pisses some people off. Um, my Twitter is at TylerWalterCNR. Oh, yeah, that was it coming for you. <laughs> yeah, if you want to throw some hate at me, I will retweet you all day. And we probably, honestly, we probably won't go back and forth at it that much. I'm trying to get a job. I don't want to do anything dumb on social media. Um, but I will appreciate your comments, and if you want to come on the show and argue with me, we'll have you on, uh, if we think you're compelling enough. Anyway, um, next bit of news. Ohio State paying at least four assistant coaches this year, $1 million plus dollar contracts. Crazy town. So this is the first time four assistants on one staff have made seven figures in the same year. That's a lot of guys making that much money. Last year, 24 assistants nationwide. Made a million dollars plus. I think two of them or three of them were at Clemson. That is insane. the difference between Ohio State and Clemson is Clemson's won at that time two of the last three national championships. Ohio State did win one in twenty fifteen, but you got a new staff now and whatever else. Um, well, you don't really have new staff. You just have a new head coach. But that's a lot of money to a lot of coaches. They're like paying at this point to the boosters, whoever else who collect this money. It's like I'm paying you like for this championship. Go get it done. This is the new route we are going to see. I firmly believe in this. You are seeing it with Nick Saban, and I'm not counting Nick Saban out. Look, right, right now, you tell me Alabama comes in next year. I believe Alabama is the best team in the country every year until Alabama proves me to be wrong. Because I have seen it too many times, I think the same things about the same things about the Patriots. You've already you've earned my respect so much that you are number one until you are not number one, right? And until you prove me wrong, that I'm going to believe you're going to win the national championship every year or you're going to win the Super Bowl every year. Uh, and, and those those two teams particularly, and they've earned that respect because they built long lasting dynasties. But you have seen Alabama struggle to keep coaches. Here's a way to fix that. Look at Clemson. How much have they shelled out to Brent Venables over the past several years? An incredible amount of money, right? I don't know if it's the I don't know if it's the money keeping him there. I, I think the money like he needs the money because he knows he could go get more elsewhere. And he's he like, likes hey, to be in there too. And I think that, I think that's the thing that's keeping him Clemson. He loves 
being at Clemson. Yeah, and so I think what you're going to have to do for Alabama, and I don't even know, but this is Nick Saban's philosophy, but you're going to have to stop taxing the coaches quite as much. Because right now, it's kind of like with them, they, some of these coaches probably would take a pay cut go play to go elsewhere just to not be under the extreme scrutiny of Nick Saban. So if you can make it, but I don't know, Alabama and family doesn't really come together unless we're coming back and talking about how we made it to the NFL. So if he could in any way make it to the point where these coaches like don't mind being there, I don't know how much they do like family stuff, but like a lot of these coaches you see they have the uh, head coaches like at Clemson. It's like you they allow uh, the mothers and the children to come, but just make it a little bit more to where it's like I like it here. I right? think so it, I think at Miami or not Miami at Alabama it's more of like a it's like a respect thing, like, yeah. right? There's respect all across the board. And you have, you know, my respect forever, Nick. I want to be just like you. If I'm a young grad assistant, I'm going to follow your path, and I'm going to do things the way that you do it. You, example A is sitting right here over there on, well, not right here, over here in this $2 million house on Lake Murray. His name is Will Muschamp. That is a Nick Saban guy. He follows how Nick Saban does things. I'm sure he likes Nick Saban. He said plenty of times he does still not he doesn't talk to Nick Saban all the time. I think that's who Nick Saban is. I have no problem with that. And I think that's who Will Muschamp is. I have no problem with people being who they are. The difference is at when Jeff Scott's down at USF, I can almost guarantee you him and Dabo Swinney will be on the phone at least once a week. This yeah. Week. It's, it's just different. It's a different culture. And it doesn't just exist at Clemson. It exists at places like LSU. Um, it exists plenty of other places in the country, right? Those kind of things. And, and it's just – and I think for a long time it's done that at Ohio State – maybe with the exclusion of Tom Herman. I don't know if Tom Herman, I think he's just, I think Tom Herman loved being at Ohio State, loved Urban Meyer, and I'm sure they loved him. I don't, I don't know. I don't see him as the guy who was still, you know, like, he, I don't see him as a very, like, let's call my old working partner guy. He He's he's just a different kind of cat. And it was like that with Steve Spurrier, right? Steve Spurrier built that kind of culture. It's family first, right? He, you could tell, he talked to Bob Stoops all the time. He would tell you about it, like him and Bob won a national championship together down in, down in Florida. Like, he would talk to the guys that left him. Was Bob is offensive coordinator? Uh, defense coordinator. Um, Bob's defense coordinator? Yeah. St- Steve's, Steve's the offensive genius, dude. Bob's a defensive guy? Yeah. Didn't all, the Stoops, all the Stoops guys are defensive guys. Yeah, I know his brother was. I didn't know. Okay, that, hey, that's news to me. Yeah, so um, that's the next thing you need to watch. Go watch uh, Go watch Spurrier's 30 for, or SEC story. It's called Believer. It's incredible. Uh, Kenny Chesney does the... Does the uh, uh, the narration in it. It's, it's really good. Um, and I just keep giving Matthew uh, docs to, to listen to. <laughs> Matthew asked me like twice a week, like, hey, what, what should I listen to? Here you go, dude. I always got another one for you. Um, but yeah, you're gonna, like, paying these guys to stay there is what you were doing, and it is a smart move because it works for Clemson. Yep. And this is how you're gonna have to do it going forward. Now, my next point is uh, off of that are these nine-year, $90 million contract like Dabble Sweeney has, 10-year, $90 million, whatever it is, and this Jimbo Fisher $65 million buyout, are those contracts in three or four years, like potentially halfway through those two contracts, going to be outdated, and those guys are going to be getting low ball now, and these schools are going to have to keep, you know, upside, or re-signing them or doing whatever? I think so, because if you're paying assistance a million dollars and you're paying Dabo nine eventually, pretty soon, someone's going to pay an assistant three or four, and Dabo is going to be like, all right, no assistant should be earning half of what I'm earning, so bump me up to about 12. Like, you were starting to see the baseball salary thing that's been happening over the last two years is rolling into college football, and the money has 
been there for a long time now in college football, but over the last five years, I would say since the college football playoff started, it has been tenfold. Like yeah. it has been crazy. And you look at it right here in Columbia. You got a guy with a you got a guy last year who had a twenty million dollar buyout, who has never proven anything as a head coach. Really, never. It's crazy to think how this money is going in sports, and this is where the student athletes and we're getting at it. It's like this money is getting ridiculous at this point. It's like, and then you know, I have student athletes that say like anything, but I would say maybe if you're carrying the back of your program, it's like, and your mom living in a Section A house, and it's like, yeah. okay, I should be able to do something. It's like the money is getting insane in college sports. See, that's that's my that's my problem with paying athletes, right? I I I'm still not fully on board with paying athletes. My problem with it is. You can't tell these kids work their ass off every single day in class to get to make sure they can play football because they're trying to make it out of something like you want a story of someone who dug themselves from a grave, go watch Javon Kinlaw, any of his interviews over the last month and a half. Like they are working their butt off to be good and then to so that they can play football and then they're working harder on the football field every day and their work is making everyone around them millions and millions yeah. of dollars and to them they're getting nothing I don't want to pay college athletes I'm not really for it but when you tell me that like everyone around them is getting paid like crazy and they aren't I do have a problem with them not getting paid so I don't know what the system is there by the way I don't know what I would be all for this likeness thing is going to cause a lot of problems that I'm not really ready for uh, I don't think anyone's ready for it, really, other than the players. They're they're bringing it on. They're happy about their money, which, like I said, good for them. My my just biggest problem with it is if you can't cap coaches' salaries, and things like that, then you know you you gotta give these kids like a portion of it. Dabo's making a hundred million dollars over the next ten year over this ten year contract, nearly, and he's gonna sit up in front of a press conference and tell reporters he doesn't think players should get paid. Yet he is making hundred million dollars off of their names, and a lot of it has to do with him. I'm not. I'm, I can not arguing with that. But without any of those kids, without Deshaun Watson, he does not have that contract that he has. Without Trevor Lawrence, he is not who he is right now. Like there's no questioning that, and you can't sit on your high podium on your high horse and make collect all the money in the world, and not. Look at the kids who are giving it to you and have them make absolutely nothing. And it, it's just crazy to me. That part about it just gets me. The rest of it, eh, I don't know. You're kind of up in the air on it. Yeah. All right, we'll move on from that, and we'll get we'll get to this. We'll end with this because we're running a little long today, but that's fine So because we might be without you for a little while. So uh, we'll be a little long, and that's cool. All right, so we talked about some Michigan State trouble the other month with Mark D'Antonio. Uh, got some more. So this week, this is this is what oh, I got. I saw this. Yeah, I saw this. Did you see this? Yeah. All right. So this is from ESPN. Uh, some article this week. I don't. I don't know what day. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter who wrote it either. I don't care. Recruiting director Curtis Blackwell filed a loss. A new lawsuit. Former recruiting director, by the way, filed a new lawsuit in state court this week, alleging more than recruiting more recruiting violations and wrongdoing committed by the football program under former coach Mark D'Antonio. Mark D'Antonio, former Gamecock, by the way. Um, Blackwell says in the state, there was, there was, I, I wanted Mark D'Antonio here when Will Muschamp got hired. Glad that didn't happen. Maybe it's for the best. Yeah. Uh, Blackwell says in the lawsuit that the Spartans illegally and secretly taped the practices of an opposing team. Who cares about that? Patri- I don't, I don't really care. Uh, 
Blackwell also said D'Antonio required him to do things that violated NCAA rules, including visiting recruits as homes, soliciting proper benefits for family members. Hey, kid, take this $500 million. Come play for us. Of recruits <laughs> and tampering by contacting players enrolled at other NCAA schools to recruit them. That is crazy. In the lawsuit, Blackwell said his objections to these actions were part of the reason that his contract with Michigan State was not renewed in May of 2017. Blackwell was at uh, Michigan State from 2013 to 2017. Then he was not renewed. He was gone. This is nuts. This is going to be crazy. This 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 stuff should be death penalty. Yeah, yeah. That that's getting bad. And it's no, okay. and no one's gonna take this serious. No one's gonna take it serious because it's Michigan State. And it's all ironic because it's like, oh, so everybody, oh, he just decided that he's just gonna stop coach. He's like, no, no, no. There was smoke. There was no, fire. Dude, this is, he knew what was coming down the pipeline. See, You're right though. It's something about Michigan State. Ah, eh, whatever. He tried to pull the Urban Meyer, but Urban's better at it because Urban could cover all of it up. Urban gets out of so much stuff. I love Urban Meyer, by the way. He is out of everything. It's like nobody even remembers anymore about the whole thing that happened when every lying to the reporter, whatever the case is. He just floats on the radar and he's on ESPN. Aaron Hernandez murdered people at Florida and (laughs) Urban Meyer was never questioned about it. Yeah, yeah. Aaron Hernandez got away with it. That's a big problem. But Urban Meyer was directly above (laughs) him. And it is almost like it is... It's hard to prove in a court, but to the average person, like, you know Aaron Hernandez murdered two people in Florida, and Urban Meyer is never going to get questioned for that. He has so many black marks on his career, and he's a sneaky little rat, and he gets around, and he does what he does, and he's he's lies to the faces of all of these people and all of these recruits and preaches the good word. He's a snake in the grass. He's not even in the grass anymore. He's staring in your face. He's behind your back. He's... He, you know, he's in your he's in your closet. Like he's the boogeyman, and he got away with all of this. Mark D'Antonio, not as good of a boogeyman yeah, as Meyer. You're just not that good. You get, if you're gonna be good at, it, you gotta be great. Don't you think it was funny that? Uh yeah, I think I told you the story. Whenever Garcia wasn't signing with uh, Florida, like Urban Meyer. Uh, like Urban Meyer wanted him to, like whenever he was getting recruited. Yeah. And Urban said something along the lines of, stop being an asshole and go ahead and commit to Florida. And it's like, that's crazy. That just shows you the kind of guy Urban Meyer is. Yeah, no, he he's flies, flies on the radar and like, nobody else can really duplicate it. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. Um, and, and for this for this thing, we'll go back to this thing at Michigan State, right? Like I just said, nothing will come of this because it's Michigan State. I don't think they'll get some heavy violations. They should be getting the death penalty for this. Yeah, SMU would be very upset if they do not get yeah. the death penalty. <laughs> uh, it's 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 absolutely crazy, and, and they're not going to get anything. They're not going to get anything from it. Like they're going to get the equivalent of what the Astros got, right, for their whole cheating scandal. Which I've said time and time again that I don't care about the Astros cheating scandal, and I don't. Um, but they probably should have get. probably should have been punished a little bit more. I uh, will say that quietly, so if you listeners don't hear that, so I don't have to get t- tweeted out about it ten times. Um, but it's yeah, it, it like they're gonna get nothing compared to what they should get. And what are we doing? You won't let kids transfer because they're like they're trying to move back closer to grandpa who has cancer because they want to play. You won't let them play the game of football that they love. They want their family to see them play. Yet at the same time, you allow someone like this. To sneak around and do all these dirty things and go out of his way to just be sneaky and dirty. And the, the biggest thing there is contacting players enrolled at other schools and, and tampering. Like, come on, man. 
It's literally you take the rule book and throw it out. And the fact that he's doing it lets you know there's a lot of other Big Ten schools who are probably floating in this category that just haven't been out of yet. Because he was probably trying to stay competitive with the other guys, and he's the one that got caught. So it should be interesting. We might get an FBI investigation for football. Yeah, we need FBI, CIA, uh, DEA. Calling the big guns. Yep, uh, Michigan State Federal Bureau, whatever it is there. You know, the Canadian police. uh <laughs> whatever, Highway Patrol. I'm sure they could write Michigan State up every single one of those agencies for something. Um, It's just, it's nuts, man. It's absolutely nuts. I I can't believe it. Uh, it, Just, wow. Sorry. So we'll continue to watch. We'll we'll continue to watch those few things. And um, like I said at the top, like, we don't don't really know what's coming for you. So just stay tuned on Twitter and Instagram at the lead underscore block. Uh, Matthews at Matt the Chosen One with the number one, and myself at Tyler Walter CNR. Uh, follow us to stay updated. We'll let you know. For certain things will change for us. I, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do to get me through this. Maybe we'll become a movie podcast. Um, that's probably what you can expect more of us to do. We'll try to get more guests back in here, but I don't know how many guests want to travel to us not being able to get into our studio <laughs> and things like that. <laughs> like, we we can't get in. If we, if we can't get in, you know. We're hoping to have an update from Cedric Malone here pretty soon, who just left the uh, spring, spring league out in Las Vegas. Yes, sir. Um, hope said hope something comes to that for him. Um, he was very, very good to us. By the way, if you haven't listened to that episode, go back. It's probably four or five episodes ago now. We sat down Cedric Malone, former Gamecock football player here, talked us through a bunch of stuff. You want to know what it was like on the Dave Steve Spurrier left? Go check it out. You want to hear me make an interview mistake and not ask him? Uh, <laughs> 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 I forgot. I have thought about that so much since then. Um, yeah, that's cool. He, he just flew with it. Go listen to that. Also, if you do go listen to it, there is a slight squeak in the background. That is, that is, it was a chair in the studio and it's, it's all, you put all the blame on me, but go listen to that interview. You will want to hear what he has to say. That is one of the best conversations I've had about football in a long, long, long time. And I know all of you don't know me personally, but all I do is talk about college football. So this is this can, college football talk consumes about fifty percent of my day on average, and that's one of the best conversations I've had maybe ever. And it was nice to get it straight off the press from somebody who was obviously involved. A dude, a dude in who it. was there, like, yeah. right? He lived it. All these things that I've talked about since my freshman year with all this conspiracy about Steve Spurrier and like, I love this guy, man. He is my idol. Like he is my absolute idol. Ray Tanner. Ray Tanner is too. And and. Things are happening with Tanner that I don't like, and, and it's just, it's slipping, and it sucks to see your idols get, like, people hate on those. You want the story from the horse's mouth. Cedric, I hate to call him horse, but in this case, like, it's yeah. coming straight from the horse's mouth. Like, he is to, he gives us an incredible look at that, and that was just so awesome. Can't think of enough. So hopefully we have an update from him soon. So hopefully he, like, he, he gets something out of this. So hopefully you see him on your TV, whether it's in the XFL, NFL, whatever, soon. He's trying. He's really putting. He's really putting the work in. You know, he was in here talking to me, and Matthew, for a while after we did that interview. And Matthew, you know him better than I do, but like, he was saying. He, I mean, he's putting in an incredible amount of work. So I yeah. wish him nothing but the absolute best. Um, hopefully, we'll get him back in here soon. Hopefully, he doesn't have coronavirus. Um, <laughs> hopefully, none of you get coronavirus. And if you do, let us know. You can Skype in from the show and let us know how it is. It will be Skype. We will not have you in studio. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Need to make that very clear. Yeah, we'll, we'll put that one up front. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll see you on probably Tuesday. Is there anything else we need to hit on before we got off, Matthew? No, nah, I think we hit them all. Yeah, we hit a good bit. This is a good show. Um, let us know what you think. Like I said, hit us up on, on Twitter, 
Instagram, whatever. Um, so that's athlete, athlete underscore block. Uh, just once again. But yeah, also make sure you subscribe to the show. Thanks, uh, Ben Sound for the uh, intro music, right? Yep. Th- yeah. Thanks, Ben Sound for the for the intro music. That's something we always have to say because of our intro music it's, it's royalty free. We don't want to get sued. Um, <laughs> but we can't afford that at the lead block. Not uh, yet. Yeah. Not yet. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> But yeah, thanks so much for listening, and we will see you sometime next week. Give us a lookout, probably Tuesday. Peace. Peace. This podcast is part of the Garnet Media Group Podcast Network. Garnet Media Group is a partnership between student-run media outlets at the University of South Carolina. Find out more about Garnet Media Group's podcast and other student work on garnetmedia.org.